Hello everybody, this is Paul Jeffries, and yes, this is my podcast, and welcome to it. In this episode, we're going to talk about job hunting, what companies look for in a prospective employee, and what you should be looking for in a prospective employer. Also, smart toilets. Yeah, they're the toilets of the future, and they're here today. We'll talk about what these high-tech boats have to offer and how they'll change your life. Also, a coyote chasing cat saves the family dog. Also, the Smashing Pumpkins are looking for a new guitarist and are taking to social media to find one. Also, the House of Dusty Hill, the late guitarist of ZZ Top, is up for sale. And Britney Spears says no to recording new music. Are you one of these people starting the new year hunting for a new job? Well, maybe it's out of necessity, or maybe you're just looking to move forward and your current situation doesn't appear to be offering that. The most important part of job hunting begins with your resume. A resume provides a first impression of you to the company that you're considering joining, so it's a good idea to put your best foot forward when it comes to putting together a resume. Uh, We're going to talk about what hiring managers look for in a resume, and these are tips uh, courtesy of BoardPanda.com and JobHero.com. Spelling and grammar. Now, this is probably one of the most important things. Impeccable spelling and on-point punctuation and grammar are a key when it comes to uh, making sure that your resume gets put in the yes pile or it gets tossed aside. One careless typo can make a big difference because, as we mentioned before, the resume is your uh, is the company's first impression of you. Uh, so, if you can't be bothered to double check your spelling, then you know how can you make a claim to be detail oriented or conscientious? Now, we do realize mistakes happen, but on your resume, you should uh, do your utmost to keep them at bay if you want to be considered for the job. Uh, Now, there are online tools that you can use like Grammarly.com, but these tools can miss nuances that humans are more likely to catch. Uh, So you probably want to show your resume to a friend or colleague uh, just to have them uh, check it over. Another good thing to keep in mind when putting together a resume is make it a reasonable length. Uh, This is not the time to uh, write a novella. Uh, One page of resume for every 10 years of experience is a good tip, uh, according to uh, Lazlo Block, who is a former VP of People Operations at Google. And uh, Colin McIntosh, who is the CEO of Sheets and Giggles, says having a long-winded resume shows that you can't be concise. It places too much emphasis on older jobs that are likely to be less relevant, or it shows that you can't recognize what's important for someone else to know about you. Uh, When in doubt, you should use your best judgment and put yourself in the shoes of a hiring manager. Now, would you read through your own resume or would you uh, start nodding off halfway through? If you have two or more pages of content, is it all relevant and necessary to the job to which you're applying? Uh, So those are some uh, good things to keep in mind. Uh, Another good thing is uh, solid organization. Make sure your resume is clean and concise. Uh, It's not necessary to have a professionally designed resume, but it is important that your resume is organized in a way that's easy to read. They're actually easy to skim because a lot of hiring managers are going through a lot of resumes, so they tend to kind of go through them very quickly, and obviously you want your uh, resume to pop. Uh, As Eric Hobbs, the CEO of Technology Associates, says, it might seem silly or old-fashioned, but resumes that are formatted properly stand out. Uh, He says that if someone submits a resume that looks like they spent five minutes putting it together and expects me to spend any time deciphering the mess, then they are sadly mistaken. Uh, Some of the things when you're formatting the resume that are good include uh, bolding as well as bullet points, spacing between sections, and a font size that's readable.
according to Ali Campo, who's the CEO of Woof Signs. Uh, she says that your resume should be clean, concise, and organized. It should look appealing to the eye, uh, leveraging modern but not obnoxious fonts and a good use of white space. And it should be intuitive in terms of the flow. Uh, showing, not telling. Now, that's also an important part of a resume. Uh, you must be specific, measurable, and actionable when it comes to including your experience and accomplishments. And uh, simply listing out your past job titles and day-to-day -day duties isn't going to cut it. Sarah Taylor, who's a Talent Acquisition and Development Manager at Wall, Einhorn, and Schernitzer, PC calls it a wasted opportunity. She says that she's always recommended that candidates utilize their resumes to promote their unique contributions to their places of work. Nate Masterson, who's an HR manager at Maple Holistics, breaks it down this way. He says, it's easy enough to tell us that you're the manager of a company or a department, but why should that necessarily mean something to us? And he says, list your accomplishments and in order to stand out and get a hiring manager thinking in terms of what you could really bring to the table. He says to talk about how you grew your department, how you drove conversions, and uh, how you launched a successful project, and that will uh, really mean a lot to the uh, prospective employer. Personalization. Now, this is uh, something that's uh, good to a certain degree. Uh, it's important that you tailor your resume to each company that you're applying for. Even a few slight tweaks here and there speak to why you are uniquely qualified for the role that you're applying for and why you want to work for them. Uh, now, consider resume writing version of dressing for the job you want. Do you just want to work anywhere or do you want to work in this particular role for this particular company? It's interesting to know, too, that hiring managers can spot a vague generic resume from a mile away. Now, even though it is a good idea to uh, personalize your resume, spare the extra personal stuff. Now, according to uh, Dan Bops, founder of CEO of Trend HR, he says, I've seen resumes that list where somebody last vacation and what movies they like. He says that kind of information isn't really necessary to determine if someone is a qualified match for our company. Relevant skills. Now, that's something that you want to emphasize. Uh, employers really want to hear about the skills that directly align with the job at hand. So elevate the skills and accomplishments most relevant to the job to which you're applying. Uh, showcase your skills, experience, and results that align, even if the titles that you had don't. Also, don't include irrelevant work experience. A lot of hiring managers will discard a resume if it has irrelevant work experience. Employers, for the most part, tend to be most interested in your last three positions or your last seven to ten years of work. If a hiring manager sees that he had a new job every year or two, that could also be a red flag. They may consider you a job hopper and decide not to move forward with you. Also, don't uh, mention religion or politics in a cover letter. Uh, now, if you're applying for a church, then uh, you know mentioning religion is maybe not a bad thing. Uh, but when you're applying for a non-religious job, it's not appropriate to put that in your cover letter. And of course, we know uh, politics is very polarizing nowadays, so that pretty much goes without saying as well, too. Uh, some other things, too, that you shouldn't do. Uh, don't use text abbreviations or slang. Uh, some uh, hiring managers say that they've tossed multiple resumes aside. They use text message abbreviations and emojis. Another thing, too, don't get cute with your resume. One hiring manager talks about a time where they received a resume that was My Little Pony themed. Uh, they said there were My Little Pony pictures plastered all over the resume. Uh, there was a bar graph of skill proficiency and things like friendship and caring were listed. And uh, the hiring manager also says the candidate had a picture of himself with My Little Pony characters photoshopped around him. And he said the worst part of the resume was a lot of the verbiage had cringy baby babble such as wike instead of like. 
that hiring manager says they did not call that guy back for an interview. Also, the CEO of Resume Addict emphasizes that while colors and fancy layouts can be aesthetically pleasing, employers just want to know that you can do the job. Content will always conquer fancy layouts and colors. They say uh, keep it simple with a black and white layout with maybe a pop of color and focus your impact in each position. Have a proper sounding email address. Now, if you have like an um, email address that you share with your friends, like, you know, assface4567 at yahoo.ca, uh, you might want to uh, get a more professional sounding uh, email address. Also, you might want to ditch that old uh, AOL email address you had from 2002 to, you know, for something that's a little more uh, up to date looking. Also, be careful with your social media as well. Use good judgment when posting stuff online. Don't put anything out there that you wouldn't want a potential employer to see. Also, it's a good time to uh, review your privacy settings on your social media. And uh, also, uh, this is probably one of the uh, most important things about a resume. Be clear and concise. The most important thing about a resume is that you're telling your story. Uh, rejections will result from casting a net too wide. Be as explicit as possible about the positions you wish to attract and try your best to meet their requests. So we've taken a look at what hiring managers and companies look for in a prospective employee. Now as a prospective employee, there are certain things that you should be on the lookout for in a prospective employer. And uh, these are some tips courtesy of flexjobs.com and Reader's Digest. One thing you should note is that the interview process isn't just for the employer to evaluate the employee. It's also when the prospective employee should be sizing up the company that they're considering working for. So here's some things that you should be on the lookout for. Uh, the job is unclear. Uh, job posting red flags begin with descriptions that are more hypothetical than concrete. Uh, vagueness can be a very bad thing in a job description, such as undefined roles or unrealistic expectations. Uh, start by asking for specifics. Uh, clear job title, defined responsibilities, and direct answers about daily tasks. A well-defined role is crucial to your career growth, and uh, don't hesitate to walk away from an offer that leaves you guessing. Uh, lack of clarity uh, could be the result of a growing company. Uh, working with all that ambiguity can be extremely stressful on a daily basis, though. Uh, companies that brag about a high-paced culture. Uh, now, that can signal a dynamic environment, but it also might hint at a relentless workload or poor work-life balance. Uh, dig a little deeper while networking and uh, during informational interviews. Ask about typical work hours, deadlines, and team support. Uh, now, if the answer suggests a constant pressure with little support, now consider your uh, well-being in that case. Always being on job can lead to burnout, affecting your health and happiness. It's okay to prioritize a balanced environment where a high pace can still mean low stress, but just remember your peace of mind is worth more than any job title. Another thing to be on the lookout for, a strict salary range. Uh, that can be one of the most obvious uh, red flags. It might indicate a company's clear budget limits, uh, which are transparent but also inflexible. Uh, while doing your research, dig into salary ranges and employee feedback. This can shed light on whether the salary is a starting point or a fixed cap. Now, if you find there's little room for negotiation or future raises, weigh this against your career goals and financial needs. Uh, you'll find that a job that limits your earning potential from the start might not align with your long-term aspirations. 
Another thing to be on the lookout for, extremely low or extremely high salary for the position. An extremely low salary might reflect undervaluing of the role or unrealistic expectations of the workload. Uh, conversely, a salary that seems too good to be true might come with hidden costs, like excessive demands or a toxic work environment. Uh, what you should do is compare the offered salary with industry standards for similar roles. Uh, spelling and grammar mistakes. Now, we mentioned that in writing up a resume. Uh, this is also an important thing to look for in a job posting. Uh, when you spot spelling and grammar mistakes in a job posting, it's a cue to dig deeper. Now, these errors can be a sign of haste or a general lack of attention to detail. One thing that you should do is take a look at other job descriptions that the company has posted and review their online presence. Is this a one-time oversight or is it a consistent pattern of neglecting details? Uh, if you find that sloppy communication is a recurring theme, it could reflect on the company's overall approach to work. Uh, you're looking for a place that values professionalism and precision, and the way a company communicates externally often mirrors its internal culture. Another thing to be on the lookout for, no mention of benefits. Now, when benefits aren't mentioned in a job description, it's a cue for you to do some preliminary digging. Uh, for starters, is the job actually meant to be a contract or freelance with no benefits included? Uh, that might change its appeal for you when you factor in the financial costs of securing your own benefits. A uh, good thing to do, check out the company's website and social media for clues about its culture and its employee care. Also, reach out to current or former employees on platforms like LinkedIn. Ask them about their experience with the company's benefits package. Uh, this pre-application research can save you from a lengthy process with a company that doesn't meet your needs. Also, another thing to be on the lookout here for is a long list of required skills and experience. One of the most obvious red flags in job descriptions is a laundry list of skills and experience requirements that seem unrealistic. It might signal a company that's trying to find what they call a unicorn candidate, often expecting too much for a single role. Uh, this could lead to unrealistic workloads or a mismatch in expectations. Now, before applying, you should reflect on how well your skills align with major requirements. Uh, don't be deterred by not meeting every single item on the hiring manager's wish list, but be wary if the list seems excessive. It's a good idea to find a balance between being challenged and being overwhelmed. Another red flag, asking for personal data. Now, during the application phase, uh, this is very important, and be cautious if you're asked to provide excessive personal information during that time frame. Now, obviously, it's normal to share basic contact details, but requests for social insurance, social security numbers, bank details, or other sensitive information up front are red flags. Uh, such inquiries should come only at a later stage, typically when you've uh, been hired. Uh, it's also important to note, too, that scams are prevalent on the remote job market. Uh, so if anything seems a bit off, thoroughly vet the company. Look for verified contact information, legitimate reviews, and an established social media presence, as well as a clear hiring process. It's uh, important to note that trustworthy employers will never push for sensitive data prematurely and will have transparent practices. Uh, another thing to be on the lookout for... Uh, this, was, uh, this is a major red flag, actually, needing to pay a fee up front. Legitimate job offers don't come with a price tag, and asking for money or credit card information during the application process is a significant red flag and the sign of a scam. Uh, you should steer clear of such offers. No job should cost you any money up front. Uh, another thing you want to be on the lookout for, a uh, difficult or long drawn out hiring process. Uh, if you find that you're encountering overly complex application forms as well as unclear instructions or a lack of communication about the next steps, it's worth taking a step back. 
These hurdles can indicate a company's disorganized approach or disregard for your time. Also, consider how much effort is reasonable for the role that you're applying for. If the process seems exhausting, it might reflect the company's overall work environment. A straightforward, respectful application process often mirrors a company's culture and signals efficient and clear communication. Uh, now, if you find yourself in an endless loop of interviews with no clear end, that might be a good time to reassess. Your time is valuable, and a company that fails to recognize that at the hiring stage might not value it once you're on board either. Another thing to be on the lookout for, a position has been open for a long time. A job posting that lingers for months can be a subtle signal of underlying issues. It might suggest stringent or unclear job expectations or even internal challenges. Pay attention to how often the same role reappears in your job searches. Frequent repostings of the same job could be a hint that something's not quite right. A consistently vacant position can indicate a less than ideal work environment or a struggle to retain talent. Also, another thing to be on the lookout for, research that shows bad employee reviews. Uh, now, every company may have a few dissatisfied voices, but a pattern of negative feedback should raise an alarm. Look for comments on management style as well as work-life balance and employee treatment. Uh, these reviews often reveal more than the job description itself. And, of course, you can usually find a lot of reviews online. There's a fair number of websites online where you can look up employer reviews. Another thing to be on the lookout for, too, your questions are dodged. Now, pay attention to how interviewers respond to your questions. Ask direct questions and expect direct answers. Now, if you find that you're consistently receiving vague responses or feel your questions are being sidestepped, that's a definite red flag. The hiring manager is setting the stage for your future relationship with the company, and a lack of openness could uh, signal a communication issues somewhere down the line. Uh, here's another major red flag, too. Uh, hiring managers that ask inappropriate questions. Be alert to questions that cross personal boundaries or seem irrelevant to the job. Inquiries about your marital status, sexual orientation, age, or plans for a family, for instance, are not just inappropriate, they're also illegal. Uh, such questions might indicate a workplace culture that doesn't respect personal boundaries or legal guidelines. Uh, so you've got to ask yourself whether it's a place you would feel respected and uh, comfortable. And uh, speaking of comfort, uh, an uncomfortable interview, that can also be a red flag. If an interview leaves you feeling uneasy, it's essential to trust your gut. A, a hostile interviewer who uh, asks inappropriate questions or a tense atmosphere during the interview process are strong indicators of the company culture and the environment. Uh, if the discomfort is significant, this probably isn't the right workplace for you. Uh, you need to prioritize finding a place where you feel respected and at ease. Another thing to be on the lookout for, a company that badmouths. Uh, be wary of interviewers who speak negatively about current or former employees as well as competitors or even the company itself. Badmouthing is unprofessional and a clear sign of a toxic work culture. Uh, another thing to be on the lookout for, too, interviewers that are unprepared. If your interviewer seems disorganized or unfamiliar with your resume or unengaged, it could indicate a lack of respect or interest in their candidates. Uh, this could also extend to their overall employee management and company culture. Uh, another thing to be on the lookout for, too, is switching the role. Be cautious that the role differs from the one that you applied for. Sometimes this can reflect a genuine company need, uh, but can also signal disorganization or a bait-and-switch tactic. Clarify how and why the role changed and whether it aligns with your career goals. Uh, now, if the new role doesn't resonate with your professional development or if the explanation for the change is unsatisfactory, you should uh, reconsider that. Also, uh, pressing for an immediate answer. 
uh, wanting the candidate to start immediately. Uh, when an employer pressures you for an immediate response, it's cause for concern. Uh, this rush can prevent you from fully evaluating the offer or negotiating terms. A respectful employer will understand the importance of this decision and give you a reasonable amount of time to uh, think things over. Quick decisions can sometimes lead to long-term regrets, so it's a good idea to uh, take the time that you need. Uh, this urgency, too, can also hint at deeper issues like high turnover or poor management. Employers with integrity will respect your need for a smooth transition and won't pressure you to start before you're ready. Uh, another thing to be on the lookout for, too, is a high staff turnover. Uh, don't over overlook the reality that high turnover is caused by unhappy employees. There's uh, generally deeper issues going on within the company, and uh, this can also indicate poor management or a toxic work environment. Uh, look through the company's profile on LinkedIn and other job sites like FlexJobs. When there's a pattern of frequent exits and no one seems to stay with the company for long, proceed with caution. A high turnover rate can mean you're stepping into a role with little stability as well as a hideous daily environment or a demanding or unsupportive leadership. Ghosting candidates. Uh, this is also an important thing here. Does the recruiter consistently fail to respond to your follow-ups or suddenly go silent after an interview? Sure, delays can happen, but a pattern of ghosting candidates reflects a lack of professionalism and could foreshadow how the company treats its employees. Another thing to be on the lookout for, too, is unhealthy work-life balance. Are you hearing hints of mandatory overtime or being on call? I need to clarify that with the interviewer. You might be thinking to yourself, okay, well, maybe an hour or two won't be too bad, uh, when in reality, the company routinely demands 12-hour workdays or 60-hour work weeks. Uh, now, occasional extra hours for critical projects are common, but if overtime is a regular expectation, that can signal poor time management or a business model that relies on understaffing. Ask about typical work weeks and how often overtime occurs. This gives you a realistic view of the work-life balance on the offer. And also, if the answers hint at blurred boundaries between work and your personal life, then it's a cue to proceed with caution. An ideal job respects your time outside of work, and a good employer should realize the importance of rest and personal commitments. A fulfilling career should enhance your life, not consume it. So there you go. Tips for job hunters. So hopefully a lot of these will come in handy for you, and if you are job hunting, the best of luck to you. Well, here's something you don't see every day. A naked man plunged into an aquarium at a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama just recently. Uh, the ordeal happened in front of shocked shoppers and employees in the town of Leeds, which is just outside of Birmingham, according to uh, local police chief Paul Irwin. A man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama, stripped down to his bare nakedness, and plunged into a giant aquarium inside the store. The man was in the water for about five minutes before officers arrived. The 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball leap into the aquarium and then stood under a waterfall. He left the water to yell at two officers and then he dove back in, according to police. The man eventually climbed over the side of the aquarium and fell to the concrete floor below and then police apprehended him. He faces several charges including public lewdness as well as disorderly conduct and criminal mischief. And how was your day at work? Well, here's something else that you don't see every day. A coyote chasing cat saves a dog's life. A Havanese pup in Edmond, Oklahoma owes her life to the family cat who chased off two coyotes that were attacking her. 
Lane Dyer, the homeowner, said the dramatic rescue was captured by the family's outdoor surveillance camera, and he uh, shared the footage and remarkable story with Fox News Digital. On the night of the incident, Dyer said he had just let the family's small dog, Oakley, outside in the yard to do her business while he tended to two other dogs inside the house. The dog was outside for only a moment when the family heard some kind of commotion. Uh, Mr. Dyer says that Oakley scampered in the house and ran upstairs. Uh, according to him, he said uh, she had been cut open on her chest and side and was bleeding profusely. Uh, Mr. Dyer's wife wrapped up Oakley and put pressure on the wounds and rushed her to the emergency vet. Uh, according to Mr. Dyer, he said, uh, we have no idea what happened, uh, but when they were on their way to the vet, they pulled up the security footage and were shocked to see the attack, along with the act of bravery by their cat, Binks. Uh, Binks knew exactly what was going on, and with no hesitation, she acted, according to Mr. Dyer. And he said that uh, once she got on the ground, she made a lot of noise and started hissing and pounced at the coyotes. And he said, never in a million years would I have expected a cat to do that. Uh, interesting to know, too, that uh, Binks was actually a stray cat who began visiting the Dyers uh, when she was just a few weeks old. The family began feeding her, and then uh, Binks stuck around after a while. Uh, according to Mr. Dyer, we tried to bring her inside, but Binks has no interest in being an indoor cat. She likes the elements, and uh, Mr. Dyer says that uh, he's sure that uh, she's been in a lot of situations where she's had to defend herself. Uh, according to Mr. Dyer, Binks actually lives in their backyard. And uh, also, according to the Dyers, this is the first time a coyote has attacked a pet in the neighborhood. Uh, they've noted that sometimes they hear them howling in the evenings, but never that close. And some good news in all of this, after being treated and receiving stitches, uh, Oakley the dog is making a full recovery and is doing fine. With this experience now behind them, the Dyer family advises other pet owners not to take coyotes for granted and to regard them as potential predators. He says they'll hunt and prey on small targets and have the ability to attack unannounced. Well, it's the toilet of the future and it's here today. It's the smart toilet and it's about to put all dumb toilets to shame. Now, what is a smart toilet? Well, a smart toilet is an advanced toilet using built-in smart technology or technology capable of interacting and connecting with the user. Uh, these toilets are often found in smart homes around the world and uh, they're also quite prevalent in high-tech regions such as Japan. Uh, now, just a little bit of history on the toilet itself. Uh, toilets have been in use for many, many years. Uh, while the most basic toilet has been in use since the time of the ancient Egyptians, going back thousands of years ago, the first flush toilet was actually invented in 1596 when Sir John Harrington created a flushing lavatory with a built-in cistern. Now, flash forward to the 1980s and uh, smart toilets actually started gaining popularity in places like Japan quite rapidly. In uh, 2011, the uh, Kohler company released the Numi, uh, which was hailed as the world's first smart toilet. It was priced at a whopping $6,400. The Numi was revolutionary. It allowed users to set their own ambient lighting, as well as adjust the water temperature, and even listen to music with the built-in radio. Hmm. Other models on the market include the uh, Toto Neo Rest. Uh, it not only cleans you, but also uh, cleans itself and freshens the air. Other models include the Kohler Veil Bidet, which offers users the ability to change the water temperature and the water pressure to fit their specific preferences. Meanwhile, the Ove Decors Tuva can change the seat temperature to fit your preference, even as you approach it. 
some other Spark Toilet features uh, include an automatic lid. Uh, this enables the toilet to open or close the lid automatically, leaving the experience completely touch-free. And uh, another Spark Toilet feature, uh, when you happen to be stumbling up in the middle of the night uh, and you have to answer nature's call, uh, some Spark Toilets offer ambient night lighting. Uh, now, some of the pros of purchasing your own smart toilet. One of the advantages of a smart toilet is that it's a uh, space saving. Uh, smart toilets are often smaller than typical toilets, even placing the cistern for a tankless design. Uh, this saves space in otherwise cramped bathrooms. Another good thing about smart toilets is that they're hygienic. Smart toilets are often operated completely touch-free, meaning they're incredibly hygienic. And as we mentioned previously, some models even clean themselves. Another good thing about smart toilets is they're great for the aging and disabled population. Smart toilets are often easier for those to use with disabilities or older people, making it easier to take care of their personal hygiene. And another good thing about uh, smart toilets is low water consumption. Smart toilets flush using the right amount of water every single time, and this uh, dramatically reduces the amount of water used. Uh, now, some of the cons of purchasing a smart toilet. Uh, the cost. Smart toilets are actually quite costly, with most models costing several thousands of dollars. Standard toilets, on the other hand, uh, usually average somewhere around $500. Electricity usage is something also that uh, you want to uh, be uh, on the lookout for. Uh, now, although smart toilets actually save water, they do use a fair amount of electricity uh, because of the technology that's being utilized. So adding another smart device to your home may also increase your electricity bill. Uh, another thing you want to be on the lookout for too is repairs. Now just like any other piece of technology, a smart toilet will require specific repairs and maintenance as needed. Uh, this type of maintenance can be costly and not necessarily readily available in your area. So yeah, repairing a smart toilet uh, is probably not just as simple as uh, running down to the hardware store and grabbing a plunger or maybe getting a cousin Eddie to help out. And uh, another thing too about uh, smart toilets is the learning curve. Uh, because of the fact that a lot of smart toilets have a lot of features, it might take some time to learn how to use it properly, uh, depending on uh, which model you choose and how many features it comes with. Uh, so the bottom line, should you buy a smart toilet? Well, uh, if you're looking to uh, save on water or space and wish to upgrade, then a smart toilet might be an option for you. Uh, on the other hand, if you don't have the extra cash to spend up front and don't want to take the chance on costly repairs, uh, it might be best to hold off on the smart toilet to, you know, maybe feeders down the line. Taking a look at music news, uh, Britney Spears is shooting down rumors of a new album vowing to never return to the music industry. At the same time, in a recent Instagram post, she's still writing music, she says, just for other people. Uh, she says that when I write, I write for fun or I write for other people. She goes on to say, I've written over 20 songs for other people in the past two years. I'm a ghostwriter and I honestly enjoy it that way. Now, this isn't the first time that Britney has indicated that she's retiring from releasing her own music. Back in July of 2021, while she was still under the infamous conservatorship by her father, James Spears, and attorney Andrew wallet that controlled her life as well as her money and voice for nearly 14 years. Her longtime manager Larry Rudolph resigned saying that she had no intention of resuming her career. And just after being released from her conservatorship later that year, she took to Instagram to say that she was scared of the music business and that not doing her own music was an act of defiance against her family. 
Uh, but the next year, though, she released the single Hold Me Closer, which was a collaboration with Elton John that spent 20 weeks on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, peaking at number 6. Uh, last year's Mind Your Business, the single with Will I Am, was poorly received, though, and uh, failed to make the Hot 100. Spears' last full album was 2016's Glory. Also in the recent Instagram post, Spears also wrote that it was far from the truth that her 2023 best-selling memoir, The Woman and Me, was released without her approval. The Smashing Pumpkins are looking for a new guitarist and they put out a call on Instagram looking for one. According to the post, it says the Smashing Pumpkins are in search of an additional guitarist, uh, which includes an email address, sbguitar at redlightmanagement.com, to which applicants can send resumes and related materials. Uh, according to the post, the application process is open to anyone who may be interested. Uh, the open call follows the departure of former band member Jeff Schroeder, who left the Smashing Pumpkins last October after 15 years of the band. Now, he says, although it was a very difficult decision to make, I decided to leave the band and make some space to explore a slightly different path. Uh, he says, I wish the band all the success in the future and I will be watching and listening. And in a jointly released statement from the band, the uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corgan, Jimmy Chamberlain, and James Aya wrote, We thank Jeff for his ceaseless dedication to the band and our great fans. Uh, they go on to say that words cannot express our gratitude and appreciation for the friend he is and for being there for SP and the good times and the tough times too. And uh, starting this summer, the uh, Smashing Pumpkins will open for Green Day on their Savior's Tour of North America. While you're looking to buy a new home, or a, like a really big new home, well, the house of the late ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill is up for sale. Uh, when the 72-year-old bassist died in 2021, he left behind a home in College Station, Texas, that echoed his unique style. The sprawling 5,800-square-foot glass and metal house owned by Hill and his wife, actress Charlene McCrory Hill, has hit the market. Uh, the original asking price was $4.5 million, but now that's dropped down to $3,995,000. It uh, boasts unparalleled vistas of 78 acres of unspoiled wilderness and elegantly ensconced by a fully stocked lake, offering captivating views from every room, according to the real estate listing. Uh, the home's floor-to-ceiling glass helps provide views across miles of Texas countryside. Uh, also, unique movable dividers offer the ability to open rooms up even more for unobstructed views. Uh, according to the uh, listing as well, it says the gated property has a large lawn punctuated by spinning metal sculptures and walking past by the water in the rear of the house. College Station sits approximately 110 miles east of Austin and a little less than 100 miles north of Houston. Uh, and also, too, the uh, Brazos River winds through the area right outside the home's windows. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the podcast. Once again, I'm Paul Jeffries. Uh, any comments, fan mail, whatever, just send it to pjpodcaster at gmail.com. As always, I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day and we'll talk again soon.